Content warning, y'all. We have lots of fun making this podcast, but remember, we watch a lot of R-rated films, use language that reflects that, and joke about heavy topics to create levity around these themes. If that doesn't feel safe or could be triggering, please take care of yourself. We want you to have fun listening, too. This also means we might not be suitable for children. Oh, yeah, and we spoil the end of all the movies we pot about. Thanks for listening. of human events, the monkey chased the weasel all along the watchtower, <laughs> in and around the bend, mm. teenage wasteland. It's all part of my rock and roll fantasy. Hi. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night because uh, uh, at around 1 a.m., I think it was, <clears throat> Yeah. someone set off some firecrackers in the hallway of, of our, our apartment building, building yeah. uh, which, of course, set off a f- smoke alarm because there is no place for the smoke to go. From the firecrackers. From the firecracker in a small Up the stairs hallway. to yeah. where the fire smoke alarm is, which is also happens to be right outside our front door. Yeah. And so that was a really fun thing that was happening. And I had already, I had just fallen asleep. You had fallen asleep. And not just, you'd been asleep for like an hour. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Okay. Even worse. Yeah. Because then I was awake. I After shit calmed down and we knew we weren't in yeah. imminent danger. Mm-hmm. You were able to go to sleep. I was, but that's only because I was stoned and I was like about to pass out and that firecracker stuff happened and I was literally like, my hands were like shaking. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even scared because I knew what it was. It was just like so startling that like. Oh, yeah. But as soon as like. But like the, right. But like my adrenaline went like spiked Mm -hmm. so high. That, like, the second it started teetering off, I was like... Yeah, you crashed. Yeah, I crashed, like, immediately. This is a great way to start uh, talking about one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I was a little worried watching it because I know... I'm very aware of how much I like it and how sentimental my liking it is, Mm -hmm. in a way, because Mm -hmm. of when I first encountered it. Mm -hmm. I was, like, 18 or 19... Yeah. Or 20, 21. <laughs> 21, 22. 28. <laughs> and I was hanging out with my friend Brian at his place. And the TV was just on like it yeah. always was. And they had, but they had cable. Ooh, shishi. And it was the late 90s. So I think it might have been. Wow. 
like the independent film channel might have been that's, a brand new yeah, thing. Yeah, that's where I saw it, yeah. And we just saw this. I think it was the the sequence where uh, Matthew's dad comes home to find Maria. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. But there's all the shots of like top-down shots of like a cigarette in a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just all these really nice, yeah, beautiful shots of mundane stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, love it. And so we were both immediately compelled and watched it through the rest of it. And then when it came back on again, yeah. we were like, we got to watch the whole thing. And then that began a lifelong love affair with the work of Hal Hartley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were, I was like, I've been on a uh, Martin Donovan kick <laughs> as all of Yeah, this is part of uh, Hot Martin Donovan <laughs> Summer. <laughs> Uh, so I've been Instagramming, uh, like my Instagram stories are just basically pictures of Martin Donovan and me saying inappropriate things like hubba hubba or whatever, you know? Inappropriate. Exactly. Um, and people keep being like... He's going to call HR on you. (laughs) People keep being like, have you seen Trust? And I'm like, yeah, I have. I'm like, oh, but it's been a long time. And I'm like, why, why, you know, haven't I rewatched it? And then I, you know, we were like going to rewatch it last night and I was like, oh, right. I think I didn't want to rewatch it because Adrian Shelley, like her death mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. ripped my fucking heart. I was so, mm-hmm. so fucking tragic and so awful that I did not want to rewatch it because I was like, I'm going to be so fucking sad. Yeah. Um. But also it's important to rewatch it because she's amazing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's a good thing to watch. But yeah, I was like, oh, right. I didn't want to rewatch it because that's fucking horrible. And it made me really sad. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, re- it was really good, like re- rewatching it. And I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if I actually ever saw it from beginning to end. I can't remember if oh, I ever yeah. did. Um, it's not easy to come by. Right. But I think I, I was surprised I, I was able to find I it. I saw it on, IF, on IFC. Uh-huh. Um, like in the early aughts, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and the I don't I don't remember what the full description was, but I remember that it was like the description was just like a girl, like yeah. you know, two people meet up, yeah. like this girl that needs an abortion, and this guy that carries around a grenade in his pocket just in case. And I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this movie? And I started watching it, and then I was just like captivated by it because. You would be, you know, yeah. it's a captivating movie. Um, but yeah, I just remember like that was the, the descriptor is like, just in case. <laughs> uh-huh. I and just then, and the... I don't see, I don't know when I came in because I feel like I'm like, why did they say that? Cause I don't feel like he ever said that in the film. So I might've even come in after cause he, oh, does, he does say it, yeah. but it says it just like one time. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I just remember the description on the back of the VHS version was so misleading. I felt after I'd watched right, it, I was right. like, I was like enraged by like, right? How dare you misrepresent this film so <laughs> drastically, right? And intentionally. I was worried I wouldn't, because I liked. I remember I liked it the first time I watched it. Yeah. 
Um, but I remember there was something about how it ended that I didn't like, but not like I thought it ended badly. Just like there was something that it was like, oh, I wish this had happened, but I yeah. didn't remember what it was. And I think rewatching, I was like, oh, I think I wanted them to just like run away together or something. Yeah. I think that's how I wanted it to end. But also if I, I don't think, yeah, I think it makes sense the way it ends, you know? Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't feel. I guess what I'm saying is I didn't feel the same way this time. Upon rewatch, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it's still in an, uh, in that area where I don't think I can have any real objective or any kind of rational yeah. analysis of it. It's like too sentimental for right. me. Like yeah. I'm just all about yeah. it, which I'm not proud of. I yeah, hate that that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I in mean, in theory. Yeah. But especially for a film like this, which I mean, I know, well, I don't know, but given some of the things I've seen Hal Hartley say, Mm -hmm. like he's not trying to make a piece of pure intellectual thing, you know, it should have some enjoyment and he's clearly influenced by, you know, a lot of Hollywood, you know, mainstream Hollywood movies Mm -hmm. unashamedly. While at the same time also clearly being influenced by like Goddard, who's influenced mm-hmm. by Brecht, and <laughs> so forth. Yeah. So it's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's wrong to enjoy it on face value. Oh yeah. But I do wish I had more to I say don't about know. it because it feels like it's one of those things where it's like. It's on the line. Like, the characters almost feel like they're representing certain ideas or philosophies mm-hmm. or viewpoints, right? Like, more than they are representing yeah. a, somebody you know from real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, like, watching it last night, and, like, I was like, this is a movie that, like, if it wasn't done right, I would hate this movie. Yes. It's just, like, exactly. one... Like, over to the left just a little bit or over to the right just a little bit. And I'd be like, this yeah. movie's such garbage. Right. But it, like, comes together. And I think that's I think that's honestly what makes it feel so, I don't know, it makes it feel the way it does. Because it's like, it really is an independent movie. Yeah. It's truly, like, an independent film. It's made... With such a small budget, it was like shot in eleven days. Oh wow! I was I just reading that. about it. Apparently, Hal Hartley literally made it kind of on the fly because he just wanted an excuse to work with Adrian Shelley again, because he had just <laughs> uh-huh. made a film with her, and he the wanted unbelievable truth. Yeah, and he wanted to to f- do something else. Um, so yeah, I bet he did. I <laughs> so so he made this, and he said he like yeah like. It only worked because of, like, how, I don't know, I guess how well everybody did or something. I don't know. I just read it, so uh-huh. I don't remember everything it said. But, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, for something like that, I mean, like, it it comes off as, like, an independent. I mean, I don't know. There's just something. There's, there's like, a strong nostalgia that I feel for, like, 90s independent film Yeah. that so. I don't feel like is is matched. And, like, even if yeah. it's something not perfect or something that's, like, 
I don't want to say problematic because that's not really what I mean, but something that's like, you know, not not that serious or not something that's like, you know, hard hitting or whatever the fuck. There's just some there's there's something about like nineties films. And and specifically nineties, like from like ninety to ninety nine, that that like <laughs> that actual like time period where movies were just it was like rapid fire. They were they were changing and, and morphing like constantly. Like like this film came out in nineteen ninety and then like um the opposite of sex was just like seven years later. And mm-hmm. like, that's not that like, if you, if you looked at a movie made in like 2014 compared to now, you wouldn't be like, Oh my God, things have changed so much, you know, because I feel like we've kind of plateaued in a sense, hmm. like you it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel as dated. Like there's tons of movies that have come out in the last 10 years where they feel just so similar but in the 90s, that was not the case. Like, mm. something made in 1990 was distinctly different than something made in 1995, you know? Hmm. I... I was going to say I think a lot about, but that's not really true. It's just, I think, often I have the same thought, which is... means I'm kind of stuck about it, but... You know, I've waxed nostalgic when we were talking about the opposite of sex, about the theater I would go to that was Art House, and you, yeah. it would be like, right. I think it was like three or five bucks to see a matinee right. on the weekday or whatever, and I'd go, I'd have a class in the morning, and then I'd go in the afternoon or something, mm-hmm. or in my day off. Mm-hmm. But like with the digit digitization mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, sort of music and sound was a little bit ahead of film yeah. but around the same time yeah. and the promise that these and the internet and mm-hmm. the promise that these were like democratizing mm-hmm. the technology would be available to everybody mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you'll see a, right. an explosion of independent right. artists Yeah. and one of the reasons the 90s was enjoyed so many independent a flourish of independent films Mm -hmm. was that the technology had gotten cheaper and especially since the push towards digital that shit got even cheaper right right and then now it does not even made anymore right yeah like you know the last film stock was i think produced 10 years ago or something right Mm -hmm. like I i remember when I don't know if it's still the case, but I remember in the early aughts hearing like, yeah. oh, Kodak is right. quitting producing 35 millimeter <laughs> film and stuff like that. Yeah. Even for like still yeah. photography. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But just thinking about feeling duped about... Mm-hmm. how these things would mean access for everyone. But of course they don't. Right. I mean, I think, you know, I think that's a thing where, I mean, they do, but they don't. It does, but it doesn't mean the hierarchies aren't maintained. Correct. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. And it feels like um, a lot of times when people find ways around that, you know, that gets cut off. 
Yeah. You know, like MySpace like, blew up as a place for independent artists to create mm-hmm. music and and get, you know, popular. And that then MySpace was just like, don't don't do MySpace anymore. And then, you know, yeah. I don't know. It was just like it stopped existing, you know, and. And YouTube. Yeah, YouTube was was a place for like people to like post their work and 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 then they started doing something where like people could actually make money off of it there, mm-hmm. which was like really cool and then like they you know, the rules changed and everybody is demonetized for any little thing that they're mm-hmm. doing. Like if they say something right. that, you know, flags the algorithm. Right. It's you heavily know? yeah. Gatekept. And like you know, it's one of those things where like there there are avenues out there, but they're so difficult to access, and it's not. You know, it's it's like they saw digital coming, and they yeah. just were like, "Oh, it's not." You know, like there's not. I mean, like I think we've talked about it on episodes before. Like there's there's lots of like. Oh, this is an independent movie, you know, made this person couldn't get this film yeah. made anywhere, you know, and so they had to like do it all themselves and it took them years to raise money and then it's like their father is a famous director. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. They've been working on films their whole life. Okay, then they're not right. what? I don't understand. So it's like there's all kinds of stuff like, like that. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of. I mean, I think I know who you're talking about. Mandy and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, and his stuff is really interesting. I enjoy his stuff. Oh yeah. But I also feel like he has a, a leg up on everyone else. Like it's Absolutely. not truly, it's not truly independent. You know. Not in the same way. Yeah, not if you're a legacy. You know. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's. Yeah. Uh, it, Ivanka Trump starting mm-hmm. a business mm-hmm. from scratch. Right, Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Being a self-made billionaire. Like, no. No right, one's a self-made lit- billionaire. But didn't she literally say, like, didn't she start a Kickstarter or some shit? To say, oh, like, maybe. give me a million dollars so I can be a <laughs> millionaire. I didn't. I don't like remember. I mean, yes, something like that has happened. I don't remember who specifically All did right. it. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, just like there's just something. I feel like my microphone. I feel like it's <laughs> a goo. Um, it just feels like. Daddy, what's a microphone? <laughs> um. Yeah, there's just something about this that feels like that that specific independent film that you will never see because if something like this was made now it would be so overtly pretentious it would be unwatchable it'd be truly unwatchable because it would have to have like several layers of nuance and there would have to be each character would have to represent something and it would be like so fucking pretentiously made and again it would be like oh this is an independent film made by a famous director you know yeah. And it'd just be like, it would be shit. I mean, not saying Hal Hartley, if Hal Hartley made it now, it would be shit. I just mean, like, if a movie like this was made now, it really wouldn't have the same kind of impact. Which makes it special to me, you know? Because yeah. it's like, it it arrived when it was supposed to, you know? And it, 
it hit that perfect sort of like I don't know there was like one scene I think it was one of the scenes where like her mom was brushing her hair she's like when is he gonna fix my sewing machine Mm -hmm. and like the sound was a little bit like distorted just just a little bit Mm. and I was like oh man I love it because it's it's a copy like you'll never it'll never be like truly restored it'll always have that little grainy like sound to it or sound a little like it'll have like that you know and and it should because it's you know i don't know i was like i was like that's something that i wouldn't hear in a movie made now because it's like digitally made digitally processed you know all kinds of things are done to it so that that would never happen it's like it's something that that I love about about movies from past movies, especially movies made on film, because you you get things like that that you wouldn't mm-hmm. ever get otherwise. And I don't know. I was just watching it. and I was like, yeah, man, that's like that's not something that that. Well, and at the same time, it's not a movie that in any way feels sloppy. Mm-hmm. Correct. In no way at all. Right. But also not. stiff mm-hmm. it feels intentionally messy like it, the film doesn't feel messy but any mess that happens feels intentional you know uh-huh. like it doesn't feel like like if something chaotic is going on it's not like oh I wonder if this was supposed to be this way like you you know you're like no they they wanted that, like the yeah. scene in the kitchen. Right. Like that was, that was so hard to watch. That's such a hard scene for me because <laughs> she's just like dumps soup all over the floor. And then walks away. And then walks away <laughs> and then the milk spills all over. And then she just like walks in, everybody just walks in the kitchen and like steps in all the milk in the, and I'm like, Whoa, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It was really, it's like a really good scene. Like, it's hard for me to watch because I would never do any of those things. But, like, it's just, like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that was, like, you're not going to – I don't know. Yeah, there's just not – this isn't going to happen in a movie now. Could it, though, do you think? Exactly. How how would you make a movie – Right. I don't – Analogous or equivalent to – Yeah trust i mean but that's the thing i i I just feel like so many i mean like i think that's something i think that's why the movie works because it doesn't try to be more than it is like it doesn't try to say more than it's saying it doesn't try to be it's not trying to be like some like sweeping generational message like it's it's showing flawed people you know, like how he's like, I don't watch TV and he's watching TV by the end, you know, because yeah. it's just like I had a bad day and I need to fucking <laughs> be mindless for a minute, you know, and it's showing that like everybody, oh, oh. everybody does. I want to some... watch the hurricane victims. <laughs> like everybody has that thing where like they have they're Everybody's a hypocrite a little bit, you know. Everybody, and I don't mean that's the underlying uh-huh. message of it. It's just like, no, right. You know, like, that's just a given. You don't have to have a perfect character. You don't have to have a character that never falters or never, 
like well, yeah. goes against what they're saying uh-huh. and then becomes a complete villain. Like he's not a he's not like he changes a little bit, but he doesn't, you know. He's still himself. He's still you know, there's still those there's still the same people that they were. Like she just stops wearing makeup and she stops doing her hair. But it's not because she wants to be better it's because she's sad you know Mm -hmm. and she's going through it and she's so many things are happening that she's just her priorities have changed but they don't focus on that they don't tell you like oh she's smart now you know you know what i mean like it's not and like i love the part where she's like he he's going to look naive a lot of men fit that description yeah but i think we'll know this guy when we see him why he'll seem childish like a boy. Kind of naive. Kind of what? Naive. Naive? Naive. 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 Oh. She shows him the word and he's like, naive. And she's like, naive. And that's it. He doesn't, like, that's it. And it's not, you're stupid. It's not, it's just like a correction. Like, and the correction isn't, you were saying it wrong. It's, oh, that's the word you were saying. Right. Which is like, again, I was like thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, this is again something that, that wouldn't have been done because they would have had to make a big deal about how she was stupid. Like the part, the scene where she's like writing, I'm ashamed. I was like, like tearing up because she's like i'm ashamed that i'm young i'm ashamed that i'm stupid and i was like (laughs) you know because that's how it feels when you're Mm -hmm. like you know that you're behind Mm -hmm. and and but there's you don't know how not to be behind right you just feel shame Mm -hmm. and it was just like you know, she didn't say that in the beginning. Like, she says that, like, halfway through the movie or, like, almost halfway through. So, like, she's gone through things and she's, be- you know, like. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. We, she's have, we have the scene where she's at the clinic. Yeah. And talking to the nurse. She says, how could I have been so stupid? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, like I like that a lot. I liked that scene where. That seems to be more of a transformative event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than her father's death mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the catalyzing yeah. is the first scene right yeah. <laughs> spoilers yeah as if yeah um i guess we should say we've just been talking about it we haven't said um trust stars martin Do- it's a how hartley film it stars martin donovan obviously those are the only films i'm willing to watch i don't anymore. know anybody's name besides adrian shelley and edie falco um, I don't know who plays the dad. The mom is like Merritt, Merritt Nelson or something. That right. All great. Uh, there's yeah, no. There's, but that's like pretty much it. Like there's not, no one else really stars. It's a good thing it. there's only one movie called Trust. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's true. But it's essentially, so Adrian Shelley plays. A, let me give. Okay, okay. Who's Jean? Oh, that's the mom. Rebecca Nelson. Oh. She's definitely credited as Merritt. Yes, correct. 
Uh, John McKay plays Matthew's dad. Edie Falco. Gary Sowers, who plays uh, Anthony. <laughs> oh, shit. Matt Malloy. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ed. Ed that <laughs> at Rework. Matthew's co-work. Yeah. Sorry about Vice and Ed's head. It's this guy, Matt Malloy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. What, what do I know I reckon, from? like everything. Yeah. Holy mm. shit! I did not recognize. Who played the boss? The Is that one. Rachel? Yeah, I don't know. She's great too. Yeah. Um. The nurse. Yeah. Nurse Payne. Yes, she. And Silas. Silas. Something. She was in a show. In the mid nineties called Under Suspicion. Mm. And let me tell you that I I don't remember anything about it, but I remember she was in it. That was a very formative <laughs> show for me. So as soon as I saw yeah, her, I, I was really like, hot. yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm surprised at myself for thinking right. that for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's also in something called uh, Female Perversions. Mm. Also, she's in... Uh, Simple men. Yeah. What? It's like, right. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. So I can't is, remember what it's called. And, you know, Hal Hartley, especially in this, in the 90s, had a revolving cast of, mm-hmm. he worked with mothers. Yeah. Oh, who's the guy at the abortion clinic who I said is in high art? Because I think he's also in Simple Men. Yes, he is. Is that Jeff Howard? I don't know. I'll just look up high art. Anyway, <laughs> that's a movie I kind of want to rewatch. What? High what? Art. Oh, wow. I don't know. Have you seen it? Wait, is that with um? Ali Sheedy. Yeah. I I don't know that I've seen all of it. I just remember not. I don't know. I, I just I worry it's not going to be. <laughs> I remember not liking it. Yeah, that's. I feel like I didn't like it very much. I don't imagine. Um, gosh. Yeah, most of my, most of my notes. Well, not most of my notes, but like a lot of my notes are just Martin Donovan. He's so pretty. <laughs> He's so pretty, especially in this movie. So pretty. But um, it was very hard for me not to quote along or quote <laughs> ahead of the dialogue. I You, so you much failed it, a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. And I did let myself sing along to the songs. Oh, yeah, that was fine. Um, And I had seen it before, so I knew. I, But it had been a long time, and I didn't remember a lot of it. And I can't I'm really tell you glad. how many times I've watched it. Because apparently I've. Yeah. I, I'm really glad. I, I was really worried I was going to not care that much about it. I, w- I think I expected it to feel more boring. Yeah. And I think I was less bored by it now now than as a younger person. Well, Go figure. You were saying last night, like, the dialogue is just so dense, and it's true. Like, there's just so, so much mu- happening all the time. Which makes it sound awful and tedious. Correct. But, but it's, it's so rapid it's, fire. It's rapid fire, but it's, there's so the much To the point humor. that it's not naturalistic, right? Like, right. People respond 
instantly yeah. so you know they know what they're gonna say <laughs> they're not yeah, responding yeah, yeah. you know like, and like sometimes what they're saying in return is not related at all to what's being yes. said to them which which makes sense for it to be like said immediately because well, yeah. they weren't actually listening they were just waiting to talk yeah. you know so there's some t- yeah i don't know but it's got you know like there's some that golden era of hollywood mm-hmm. yeah rapid fire yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it reminds me of yeah but yeah the, it, for being a movie where there's Visually, it's very intentional, but it's not visually, Mm -hmm. not a lot happens. You know, like all the scenes are in kitchens or in bedrooms or in a parking lot or, you know what I mean? There's no, or the the factory floor or Mm -hmm. the TV repair shop. It's, they're all mundane settings with not a lot going on visually to distract you. So it feels like it's mostly just dialogue, but it's great. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's very funny yeah god in a very dry way right this like the humor <laughs> of it is how the lines are delivered right so dryly and also just how and unironically like matthew slaughter and the rhythm of it all when the bar scene where he just walks in and he just punches like a guy. punches a guy and then Throws knocks the guy, guy out, out of a <laughs> chair and then they're like i'm so sorry we have the tv on we'll turn it off and oh my god it's, it's so great so... because it's Here's a free bottle of scotch. It Scott. communicates so much, <laughs> right? Yeah. It feels mise en scène, right? Which means in the middle of the scene. Okay, good. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it feels like you've walked in on something that's already in progress because right. you have. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And it's loaded because, oh, it's the guy that tries to sexually assault Maria is there yeah. with an eye patch now because she, she burned him. Yeah. And... uh <laughs> The guy from the TV repair shop that I don't think he's he has he's not working there yet, right? But we've seen him right. already. He punched him already, so he like <laughs> runs away or whatever. Right, and then the bartender obviously the, recognizes him and is terrified of him. And but also the kid that gets Maria pregnant, he just like throws him out. Of oh, the that's seat. who it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not the guy. The, the guy from the. TV no, he re- is there too. Yeah, but it's he's like through. in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, he just goes. He just like oh yeah. He ducks out of the way. He sees him and he's like, It's Anthony that he throws out of the way. So he doesn't even know that there's any connection there. And they they never even meet. He doesn't know that the eye patch guy, there's a connection either. It's all for us. Right. But like we just see him hurting people who have hurt Maria. It's all context. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, not the TV repair guy. But he doesn't hurt him in that scene. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That guy just runs away. And it's just like him. I also love how Matthew only punches people in the stomach. Including his dad. I know. Ugh. I don't know what to do with... Then after that, he has that dialogue with Peg. You want to go in the, You want to go out and fuck or, yeah, yeah. or whatever? But the fact... She's like... Your bartender friend tells me you don't have the best reputation or something like that. Yeah. Like, women aren't safe in here. Well, that's, that confuses me because... I can't tell if she's saying she's trying to partner up with him because he doesn't ha- because women aren't safe there and he has a reputation for like getting into trouble. Meaning she's trying to use him as like a shield. I I wasn't sure if that's what she meant because oh. she was like, "Women aren't safe in this bar," and I hear you have a reputation. Oh. And he's just like, "What?" So yeah, because other people are like, "Oh, you have a reputation," and it seemingly is about like 
his job and how he quits and how he's like, you know, getting into fights and shit like that. But, you know, anytime like a woman is brought up, he's like, eh, I don't. Eh. When was the last time you were with a woman? I don't remember. Oh, God. So fucking good. But that's what it feels like. It feels like he doesn't have like a lot of like he's not like sexually motivated at all. Like right. anything he's doing is like either so you just have a woman. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, anything, anything that that comes along is like like is either in his way or you know he moves around it like he's not like i want to fuck someone or i want to yeah. you know and it see i don't know the line where he's like do you want to like go out and fuck or whatever like it seems like he's just like fine fine you want to <laughs> you know since you're talking about it right. you know and then She's like, ugh. And he's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Like, he, I mean, he doesn't really say he's sorry, but he's like. Isn't that when Maria shows up? Right. She he's shows like, up on, right after. Yeah, he's like, have a drink. And she's like, that's okay. And he's like, no, no, like, let's just talk. And then she starts, like, talking to him. And he just looks like he wishes he had not said that. Right. <laughs> and then Maria comes up and is like, you have to leave with us. You have to come home with us. And I just, I, the mom made me laugh because it was that thing where she kept being like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to like take care of you or I'm never going to be. And she'd be like, have you eaten yet? You know? And that shit, it was so, you kept being like, what? And I'm like, I don't know how to like, you know, dissect. No, I love that. And Matthew's dad does that too. Yeah. Like, have you Who is clearly abusive. Oh yeah. They're both like (laughs) very abusive. Yeah. Matthew's dad physically is. Beats him up. Just hits him. Yeah. Repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you leave that in. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, he, like, his dad, like, and he's always, like, clean the bathroom, and he just, like, cleans the bathroom over and over again. Oh, God, there's so much about the movie that's so fucking good. Like, why is that funny? You know? Can you explain why that's funny? I can't. (laughs) When he's, like... He's like, when are you going to clean that bathroom? And Matthew's like, I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like when it's like after the second or third time he's cleaned it already. Yeah. Dad is like, I think it's when he busts the door down. Yes. Oh, God. Who the hell do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody. You think you're somebody special, don't you? Just tell me what I've done wrong. You think you shit ice cream cones, is that it? All I want to do is clean the bathroom. Oh! I've seen all kind. I've seen them all my life. You just keep taking, taking, like everything was owed to you, like the rest of us owed you something. You're like a little kid. Give me this, give me that. Other people need things, too, you know, Matthew, huh? Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about other people? Did you ever think about me? I think about you all the time. What was that? Did you say something? I don't know what you want. I want a little cooperation. I don't know. Maybe it's my fault. It's not your fault. Well, then whose fault is it? 
Huh? Whose fault is it, Matthew? If it isn't my fault, whose fault is it? It's my fault. What was that? It's my fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. That's real big of you, Matthew. The dad is a caricature, right? Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. And it, but I fucking love it because it's so accurate. Yeah. It's clearly, while being two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And also I like that you, you've you heard everything he says to Matthew you've heard before. And their messages you've internalized. You know? Yeah. Like... Like, I can't even remember half of it because it's so omnipresent. You know, like, it's like a tape in the back of my head that I hear. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, you're ungrateful. Yeah. What would you do without me? Yeah. Um, in my day, when I was your age, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But he delivers it so, I don't know, It's that's just the magic of Hal Hartley to me. is. Yeah that you can deliver these things, that you can purposely create a character that's meant to be a caricature of a dad of a certain age mm-hmm. in a certain class and a certain outlook, right? Uh, and then the guy performs it and the scene is set up in such a way that it's like, you know what it's doing? Like, I'm sure it's possible for it to like be triggering, right? Mm-hmm. But it's... You see what it it's there for and what it's doing. It's yeah. not trying to remind you of a real person. Right. I think. Yeah. You know, like I think that's why it works. And in, but like that distance from like it, it's weird because it the fact that it's <laughs> yeah I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I don't know. I I tried to look at all my things on Brecht and listen to interviews with Hal Hartley because there's the whole idea of I won't get too in, in the weeds because nobody cares but Bertolt Brecht had the idea of for theater to be politically useful Bertolt Brecht was a German theater practitioner playwright and poet coming of age during the Weimar Republic he had his first successes as a playwright in Munich and moved to Berlin in 1924 one of the things is that he tried to figure out different ways so that to keep audiences from uh, relating to the character on a personal level right so there's all these different techniques and everybody's tried all kinds of different shit where he wrote the Three Penny Opera with Kurt Bella and began a lifelong collaboration with the composer Hans Eisler. The idea that, like, oh, if I'm playing King Lear, mm-hmm. I need to believe that I'm King Lear. Oh, yeah. the, and then the audience will believe that right. I'm yeah, King yeah, yeah. Lear. Brecht said, yes, that's the, that's the case, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. he tried a bunch of different devices and, you know, people still debate about how effective they were. Yeah. And he had a, there's a term in German that he has that gets translated as alienation or alien. Immersed in Marxist thought during this. They're all bad translations because the idea is just keeping that distance so the audience doesn't forget that they're watching a work of art. Yeah, I think, I think there's, I think, I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy, you know, that like losing yourself moment 
in something. Oh, yeah. Like, but I also really like when something's, like, stylized enough mm -hmm. that you know that you know it's not real. Mm -hmm. And it's it's over the top. Right. And it's it makes it seem more like art. Yeah. And less like, I don't know, something else. <laughs> less like a blur between art and, and real life. Or right. Like less like... Which ends up for me having the effect of like, I'm more sucked in now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... And... and so right. you could argue that that's from... If they're trying to do something along the line of the Brecht, that it backfires because but no, for I me think, as an audience anyway. I think it's like, I think there's a difference between like being sucked in and being like unable to differentiate, you know, like being more sucked in implies that you're like, you're holding on to their words. You're, you're wanting to know more. You're, you're enjoying it. You're, you're, you're you know, able to be in, in whatever's happening. But like, if it's too real, then sometimes. Oh no. How? It, literally, I watched it be like, bloop, right into my, <laughs> no, that's why I was like, <laughs> just for the, for the listeners. And uh, Nat just flew directly oh, into okay, my just coffee. In that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it still sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think at least. I was worried it was a tree frog. <laughs> No, that, that would sink to the bottom. I wouldn't be able to see. Um, They're amphibians. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I think there are times when, like, for me at least, I'm just speaking yeah. for myself, when something feels too real, I'm always like, how how okay is that person after doing that? Like, it, like the it, actor? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, what... To get to that place of like you're oh, yeah. you're in a state, so it does end up kind of taking me out of it because I'm like <laughs> to get that performance. Did yeah. They what did they do to themselves to get there, or what did someone do to them to get them there? And like that can be something that like as good as yeah. it is will make me feel uncomfortable, not in like a good way, but like okay, what did it take to get there? And yeah. like, was it worth it? You know, and yeah. and I think with the, you know, like that, like alienation or whatever that you're mm -hmm. talking about. I think it doesn't mean that you can't still get sucked in, but it means that you are you're open to it because you're not having to guard yourself. Yeah, you know, right? And you're not having to like fear. Yeah, you know, for your own emotional yeah, safety. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and I think it just points to which the I think whatever. Is why, which is why this movie feels so like such. You you're able to connect to this movie so much because it is very clear that it is a piece of art. It's very clear that this isn't real. It's very clear that it's it's kind of over the top and and but like you're holding on to every little word. You're holding on to every little thing that they're saying. And you're like, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to, you know, every single piece. And like, there are things in it that I, like, I absolutely loved when, when the mom gets, um, Matthew drunk. Yeah. And puts him in Peg's bed mm -hmm. to basically ruin his relationship with Maria. Mm -hmm. And then she sends her upstairs to catch them, and she just comes back downstairs, and she's calm, 
and it's not a thing. It's yeah. never a thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I've that's never in a movie. Like like literally, he's like the next day he's like, I woke up in Peg's bed and I don't yeah no, and she's like, hey, you know, you know, and like you know, in a sense she changed her mind about the things that they were planning to do, but she right. was changing her mind before that happened. You know, yeah, that right. wasn't that what caused wasn't, it. Yeah. That wasn't. And she, she also is recognizes that like, there's no ownership happening, you know, <coughs> like, you know, they have that thing where she's like, I trust yeah. you and you right. trust me, you know? And so it, it doesn't feel like she's not jealous. She's not upset at him. She's not yeah. angry at him for any of that because, he doesn't know how he got there, you know? And the, I don't know. There was just that, that scene was just like, she brings the clip down. Like her mom like sends her upstairs, get my hair clip out of Peg's room. And she just like stands up to her mom and is like, you don't, I don't need to do these things for you. And she's like, just like demanding. And she just goes up and she gets it and she comes back down and she hands it to her and she's like, okay, good night. And then the mom is like devastated. Like looks <laughs> devastated that, it didn't yeah, I wasn't work. sure how to read it. You know, she's just and but like devastated. I I <laughs> I read it as like devastated with herself. You know, oh, interesting that thing of like I would have been destroyed by that. Uh huh. And like, not like, you know, maybe devastated is the wrong word, but being like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like. Yeah, there was just like it. Yeah, I don't know. I really, but I really liked. I liked that a lot. I liked both that it didn't work. Yeah, and that a big deal isn't made out of it, and also that he is honest about it. Yeah, the right. first thing he says to her essentially is like, "I don't know what happened." Yeah. Great. There's no like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know. I mean, granted, he does then try to kill himself, but <laughs> uh, but it doesn't work, so it's fine. Yeah, he goes to jail instead. <laughs> but he's able to hang his head out the window like a puppy dog. For a long time. Yeah. 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 I don't think I realized the first time I watched it, though, that she's, like, only 17. Yeah, she's supposed to be only 17, and I yeah. think he's only supposed to be, like, 20 at the most. I don't know, because they keep saying he's, he's closer to Peg's age, or, like, he's, oh. and I don't know, they keep saying, okay. like, they they keep saying, here, you're, she's too young for you, or, like, you're too uh-huh. old for her. So I can't, but it's not, it's in no way is, is anyone's age, other than Maria's, roughly. Because uh, well, yeah. I don't know if she's actually 17 or 18, because... She's going to an abortion clinic without a parent. And she's not being asked. Oh, you know point. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, like, and granted, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief throughout this film. Oh, boy. Um, but also, I love how she's like, I'm getting an abortion. And they're like, okay, cool. You know, that's what you want? Okay, great. Yeah. Like, there's not, which is also, like, I think. Oh, and you spotted uh, that actor who was on from True Blood. Yes. Oh, I love her. I can't remember what her name is. I'll have to look it up. She's been in, like, everything. She's in so many things, but I love her. She's so good. Um, I think she's, I think she's, 
uh, Maria's nurse in the end, but I also think she's the person who <laughs> Matthew knocks a TV. Oh, yes. I th- yeah, I think it's the same. <laughs> I was busted anyway. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say this um, in regards to Hal Hartley movies. Um, yes. <laughs> he, Henry Fool. Yeah. I watched that um, probably around the same time as Trust. Um, and it was probably, I think, No Such Thing came out in the early aughts. And I think that's when I saw all of these Hal Hartley movies because that's probably, they were probably, you know, uh-huh. just playing. Um, but in Henry Fool, I think it's James Urbaniak plays a writer. Oh, fuck. Who, he's not, he's not Henry Fool. No. But he plays a writer in it. Okay. Who, he just, like, tapes his writing up. Like, he'll just, like, write something and just, like. You're right. Holy shit. Put it around town. Like, and he writes something and he tapes it up and it's, like, deemed, like, the most offensive thing anyone's ever read. And it's this whole thing where they're, like, oh, my God, like, this is so, like, you know, everyone is, like completely I don't remember a lot I just remember that like it just starts getting distributed sort of around and he becomes like sort of an you know sensation sensation but like also like demonized you know (coughs) yeah and that like really I like it stuck with me and then I don't know like 2000 2010 um i had a problematic twitter uh following (laughs) sort of thing it was like a group of twitter followers from everywhere i don't i don't even know how to describe it it was just like someone who's an idiot who i thought was cool Uh um but he helped me because i was saying like how like i wanted my like, there's this, like, fantasy that I had about, like, my writing being, like, just, like, you know, taped up or just, yeah. like, you know. So, he basically got a bunch of Twitter followers from, like, all over the world, like, people from Australia and and the UK and the US. And they just printed out pieces of my writing and oh, just, shit. like, taped it up. All like someone taped it like something up in a in like a bathroom. Uh, someone like left it in like like they like f- I think they framed it and left it in a Starbucks. Um, nice. Some just like it got taped up in like a bus stop like all over the place. But it was because of Henry <laughs> Fool because of that movie. Oh wow! So yeah, I have some global global notoriety <laughs> because of Henry Fool. So yeah. Nice. That is the most recent film of Hal Hartley's. Well, Book of Days, the one with PJ Harvey. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. I, I think, think that no made su- more. No such thing is the one that I. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That one, I, I, I want to rewatch it because that one was one that I was just like, "What is happening?" Uh huh. And it, it was confusing to me. I couldn't tell exactly, and I, I'm interested to rewatch it because there's a lot of movies that like. 
I remember watching when I was younger and like not getting them. Mm-hmm. And then I watch them when I'm older and I'm like, oh my God, I was dumb. Like, this is very obvious. <laughs> and like, um, so I, there was, there was like aspects of it that I was like confused by. I like, didn't know if it was like the, like, I think it, I don't remember exactly how it ends, but it ends in a way that I was like, wait, are they implying that everything that happened was all in her head? Mm. Which doesn't seem like a very Hal Hartley thing to me. <laughs> right. So now I'm like, hmm, hmm, I'm interested to rewatch this <laughs> and see. Because he doesn't seem like, yeah, I don't know, his stuff just doesn't seem like, and and it was all a dream. Right. You know, that's not really his steez. So I'm <laughs> I'm interested to rewatch it. Um. Yeah, I'm curious about Henry Fool. I did not like it at the time. I, I didn't really like it that much. I just really liked that. And I remember this, there's something approaching, like, sexual assault or Yeah, something, I think I remember that. Yeah, which yeah, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? What are you doing, bro? Yeah. So. Yeah. That turned me off. Yeah. But since then, he's done Faye Grimm and Ned Rifle, which I think mm-hmm. are to be a trilogy with Henry Fool. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I pointed out, uh, first of all, like, Amateur, which is sort of his noir homage or what have you. I don't know if it's homage, but it's a crime, kind of a crime movie. Uh, uh, which I own on VHS. Oh. It was like the easiest thing to get a hold of in the late 90s. A, the soundtrack is by Ned Rifle, or I'm sorry, the original score. Of what? Amateur. Oh, okay, okay. It's Ned Rifle, <laughs> but it's Hal Hartley. Right, yeah. Um, and in Trust, we see <laughs> there's a book that Matthew's reading and then Maria borrows. Yeah. It's called Man in the Universe, and it's by Ned Rifle. Yeah. And there's a pan, there's a scene of panning over... Matthew's room, we see his books, and that's one that you see the title of, and the other is Information Theory by Henry Fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, these are characters that have been mm-hmm. with him for yeah decades now. Yeah. And Faye Graham is a character in Henry Fool. Yes. Right? Yeah. So. So. <laughs> Parker Posey's in those, right? Yes. Parker Posey, I think, is Faye Graham. Yeah. That tracks. I liked the part. There's this really cool pink radio in <laughs> Maria's kitchen. And you just went, that fucking. <laughs> and I said, I know. And I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. didn't. That was it. <laughs> so, that fucking. <laughs> also, when he. So. Um, Matthew Slaughter. Uh loses his job when he puts his boss's head in a vice grip. <laughs> Literal vice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he um, he tries to get his job back there and they're like, we don't know. And his argument is that he he's like, I won't care about quality at all. What can I do for you, Matthew? I want my job back. It's impossible. I'm sorry about vice and Ed's head. It's not what I'm talking about. What? You lied to us. When? When you applied for this job, you said you had attended MIT. Did I say that? You never told us about your police record and four years of reform school. 
He never asked. We gave you a lot of responsibility. I did a good job. It's besides the point. What difference does it make? I can't do it. Why not? People are afraid of you. I'll be nice, really, I promise. Are you working now? Yes. For a competitor? I fix televisions. Well, work is work. I need something stable with benefits, pension plan type stuff, you know? Why the sudden interest in stability? I'm getting married. Really? Listen, I promise I won't lose my temper anymore. I won't make a fuss about bad manufacturing or faulty designs. I won't care about quality at all. I just need a job with the normal benefits for me and my dependents. Yeah, there's so many great. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um. Yeah. I think that's all. Oh, I want to talk about. I, oh, I'm just saying. I think that's all the notes I have. I'm not saying I'm done talking. No, I'm that's just fine. Saying. It just reminded me. I noted. Because this is very striking to me the first few times I watched it, so it's always stuck with me. There's, <clears throat> it's particularly all the conversations that happen around So one happens where it's we're looking at Peg and her friend, presumably, and Maria is asking them about like getting married and having kids. Yeah. Then there's one where uh I forget, I, it's her mom or Peg is brushing Maria's hair, mm -hmm. but it's just Maria's face that's in frame. <laughs> and they're talking about similar topics, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then, is there anyone? Oh, yeah, Matthew's uh, uh, fixing the typewriter. Oh, yeah. And he's the only one in frame and while Maria, Peg, and Mom dialogue. And he, I think he has one line, but otherwise is not in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then that's, I feel like that thread is, like, the period on that sentence, or that conversation is, is, uh, Maria gets in the bed with Peg and says, <laughs> Do you miss your kids? Sure. Do you hate your husband? Absolutely. Would you ever get married again? Of course. No, I liked those scenes because the dialogue is happening off camera. Yes. And you're seeing the reaction. And, like, even with the typewriter scene, yes. he's not really saying anything. But then when it when it pans to Maria, she's not saying anything. Uh -huh. So, like, it goes, it's just showing you, react like, the reactions to what people are saying. Yeah. And, and that's... Well, in the first couple ones... I like, I like because the conversation is happening around Peg. And you see her, like, seemingly being annoyed uh -huh. that these things are being talked about. 
And like, I feel like I've been in that conversation where someone's taking something, you're asking a general question to someone or you're saying something general and someone's getting pissed that you're talking about this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just like, okay, but this is an important question. You know, she's pregnant and wanting to get an abortion and she's asking two people that have been pregnant about abortion or having kids you know like and things that like should be talked about in this situation like how do you feel about having kids would you ever think about not having kids like what what would your life be like if you didn't Mm -hmm. have kids you know and yeah i don't know it's but so those right they evoke it the documentary style of interviewing yeah where Mm -hmm. the subject is in frame the inner the questions are coming from out of frame you don't even always hear the interviewer yeah right you just hear the response from the Mm -hmm. subject right and then it kind of switches with matthew because he's not really involved it's Mm -hmm. just happening around him yeah 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 so i feel like that's a yeah sets up an expectation that is sort of keeps you Mm -hmm. like why am i looking at matthew yeah (laughs) you know like I love those little things. <laughs> no, it's good. I, but it's like, it's again, it's something that, that feels like it doesn't happen now. Yeah. And it wouldn't happen now. Like, I don't know. We were talking about it. I was watching, I was watching Seven. You were? Like, this several years ago. Oh. oh, yeah. You love talking about this scene. I know. I know. <laughs> because I do. Because there's a scene where it's literally... Morgan Freeman is sitting like on the edge of his bed or something and his phone rings and it's like very dark and he just like looks over his shoulder at the phone ringing and I'm like this was shot on film uh-huh. this was not shot digitally right so much time is given to his his profile and his shadow and his just uh-huh. and shot from behind him yes right? to his back yes and I'm like <coughs> there was a finite amount of film used. <laughs> right. And they spent, and it should have been, like this is a beautiful sh- sequence. Like uh-huh. it's it's beautiful and it should be there. And I'm like, they had a finite amount of film. They had a finite amount of resources to film this. And they, and Fincher shot this. Uh-huh. Chose to shoot it like this. And I'm like, now... It's just like there would never it would just be like he'd be like sitting on like he you wouldn't see him sitting on the bed. You would just hear the phone ring and he would like it would just be like smash cut to him like answering it. And, you know, like smash cut to wherever the next like there's so many like edits now because you don't have to you know, you can shoot like a hundred different things in a hundred different ways. You don't have to worry about how specifically you want this scene to look because you have only a specific Mm -hmm. amount of film, I mean, you know, not to say that like they were going to run out of film or they had like, you know, you know, they were on their last reel or some shit. But I mean, like in general, like it's not like you could, you know, it's it's it was just more different. Precious. Yes, and like so now, like you can just film things a, a million different ways, which is cool, and that's its own thing. Right. But it means that you have, like, I mean fight scenes now are like fucking unwatchable. I don't even know what's going on half the time. Everything oh, yeah. is so dark. Everything is is 
like contrasted to be only watched in the dark ass theater yeah. on a giant blown up screen. And it's like you're punished if you have like if you're poor and you can't afford to go to the fucking theater in a pandemic <laughs> and you're just watching things or if you're off of your on, yeah, like a Yeah, if you're like, okay, I have Netflix and a small tiny laptop to right. watch things on, then it's like you're lucky if you understand what's going on because there's fifty million fucking smash cuts and it's just like it, doesn't feel to me that they're meant to be understood other than hey there's action happening because the way i don't are know i yeah up, i'm not the, disagreeing the with cuts you are so fast exactly there's nothing to retain except motion yeah <laughs> that's all your time all the time your brain gets to but i mean like but the thing but but what i'm saying about that is millions of dollars will be spent right. choreographing a scene that right. gets shot in a way that's un like i have no fucking idea what just happened like, did someone take a gun? Right. Did someone yeah. kick someone in the it's face or in the butt or in the other foot? I don't fucking know. Like, right. what happened? What just happened? I have no... Yeah. It's it's unrecognizable. And, like, it... I, I, I hate... I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, I think that film, like, movies nowadays just aren't the same as blah, 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 blah. Because, in a sense, they are more accessible. Like, it is more accessible to everyone around them. Or around, like, you know, the, around them. Who am I talking about? I don't it's know. Around the, you know, like anyone, like movies can be shot with an iPhone right. and look good. And I, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not happy about that. It's just like, it feels like in a sense, intent has been dropped. Yeah. You know, because like that's the thing when you can reshoot or you can do, and like so many reshoots mm -hmm. happen now, where it's just like if someone will be like, "Oh, I don't know if I like the way that dialogue was given," and then they reshoot like half of a movie because like they had to and film, you know, and it's just like, I, why? Well, and endless debates about now we're in the era of you know all the shit with the Zack Snyder <laughs> cut. <laughs> director's cuts they, it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah 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 i watched the thing i can't remember who made it on the history of the director you know quote yeah. the director's cut mm -hmm. and how it became yeah you know at first it was like ooh, you know right. when, when you knew the studio or when you got wind that the director wasn't necessarily happy with what how a film ended up when, by the time we got to theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of studio intervention. Mm -hmm. And so, the, and with the advent of DVD in particular, it was a lot of, like, right. new director's cut release where, yeah. you know, director went back and you could see their original vision or whatever. Yeah. But then it quickly became co-opted and just another marketing technique. Yeah, right, 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 right. And I, I can't remember what case. There was, like, there's more than one, I think, case of, like, a studio just calling something a director's cut. The, the yeah. director, it, they did themselves, you know. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But that, yeah, it's it's like because you know, I mean, like, and there's stuff where it's like, like, um, fuck, what's that movie? Um, Sam Neill, Lawrence uh, Fishburne. Sam Neill, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, right. Am I Uh, and it's like. Space, they're in space. Oh, 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 fucking uh, uh, Event Horizon. Yes. How there's a whole <sighs> entire sequence that's completely lost. 
Oh, I know. It's so sad. It's sad. It amazing. It's sad, but like, there's a whole sequence that no one will ever see because it was shot on fucking film. All right. And destroyed because they weren't going to use it. So it's like... Yeah, I think that's the one that literally was like... Kept in like a fucking cave or something. Yeah. Somebody had their film vaults were in a cave that, <laughs> and like it got corroded by like salt. Weird. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Right, but that's the thing. It's I like, know. I'd love to see that. Right, and it's like it's so precious. Like the little snippets you see of what was shot. Like you're like, oh my god, what could have been? And I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that there's not a tragedy exactly. involved in that, and that it, you know, right. but like because like. Of film, like that's something where you're like, oh my god, like we'll never see that, and it yeah. makes it like almost like you know, like this mythical thing that mm-hmm. you never yeah. know what really went on, you know. Yeah. But like with digital, it's like, oh, well, we shot the same scene seventy five different ways. I mean, things in can a course still get of lost, like, right? yeah, 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 of course, of course. But like, it's just I don't know. But yeah, and I'm not saying doesn't like, have the. I'm not saying I want it to get lost or, like, you know, yeah. it's a shame it's not getting lost. I just mean, like, you don't have that same finite resource. But you're right. No, like, intent yeah. becomes when you can do anything. Yeah. Then the question of why are you doing what you're doing right, <laughs> becomes, you know. And it's just, like, everything is so, like, I don't know, like... Like, things that are, like, futuristic are now just, like, look like a fucking Apple store. Yeah, I... Yeah. And it's just, like, okay... <laughs> I'm so bored by most sci-fi. Oh, futuristic. Like, we all wear white and everything yeah, is water-resistant. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all lens flare and holograms. That's all yeah. it's been for the last 20 years. Yeah. And it's just, like... I'm so bored. And it's like that's fine. It's fine if it's if it's not presented as though it's the newest fucking idea that's ever been created yeah. or like that's the hardest part about and discovery I think for me. <laughs> yeah, I get how that. Everything looks. Yeah, but I think I think something that's hard for me is that like I I it's you know again along the same lines of like I, I want there to be like like actual sets. I want there to be like. Thing, like tangible things and things are like oh we green screen this because yeah. it's cheaper than right. and you're like okay well it, fine I I guess cool. but what is that what like it's so disinteresting to me yeah and I think you know again like I'm stuck in this like 80s 90s you know <laughs> get bin- with the times man Right, it's just like I'm, because so, there's something about like things shot on film, things with, you know, not perfect. Yeah, with any, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's. I think I think it's like related to the uncanny valley. It's like the other side of it or something. Most people buy laser discs now. You know, CDs. They don't wear out. Damage the surface of CDs. They're digital, not analog. Would you like for me to explain to you, Gene, the difference between digital and analog recording? No. It's really fascinating stuff. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about the the 
it's like I said, it's like I said at the beginning of the podcast. If it had gone, like, if just a little to the right or to the left, like, this movie. Yeah. And I don't mean that politically. I mean, like, right. I just mean that, like, you know, just using it. In any direction. Yeah, correct. Politically. It, it, <laughs> it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked and there it's just like this perfect and i think you know just as much as like how hartley's decisions i think the cast too uh like martin donovan i mean of course martin donovan, but adrian shelley is just like she's so fucking good she's so fucking good and she does that she does the whole thing so well where it's like you know there's just like a camera on her and she's just saying dialogue and, and it really feels like, like someone talking. It doesn't feel like someone saying Mm -hmm. dialogue. It feels like she's talking, you know, which I know that's essentially the same thing, but you know what I mean? It does, it feels imperfect enough to feel like it's someone having a thought as opposed to a perfectly formed like rehearsed dialogue or something, you know, which can, which with but movies. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like just really great naturalistic acting to me. Correct. But that's what I mean. Like, like it feels, it feels like clunky and just a little bit, but that feel that makes it feel more real to me because it yeah. feels more like someone, you know, because in real life, in, in reality, like, people don't have these sweeping moments of thought at the abortion mm-hmm. clinic, you know, right. where someone's like, do you really want an abortion? And you're like, you know, this guy saw my tits and my mouth and my cunt, but that's all I saw. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're not actually going to say that at the yeah. abortion right. clinic. Right. But she delivers that so well that you, you're like in it you know and you're aware that it's a performance you're aware that it's but it's that thing of like it's just yeah it's clearly an unnatural yes, sort of yes, scenario yes but what's being said but is she she does it so well i'm saying like she seems yeah. so natural in that form uh-huh. of of how hartley's like and martin donovan too uh-huh. and i think that's why it works so well because like the two of them seem to be like it feels like he's it, i mean like in a sense like i feel like like Matthew feels almost like he's just been transplanted from elsewhere into a scene, huh. you know, like any scene he's in, yeah. he, he consistently seems like, I mean, like he's a different person. It, like when he's with his dad, he's like docile and just like right. trying to get, th- you know, just like whatever right. you need me to say is what I'll say yeah. just to get you to stop. But then when he's at work, it's like he constantly can't, figure out what he's supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. and what he's good at is not what he's being like it's what's getting him fired like i'm good at my job i'm good at or like i'm good at doing this i'm good at doing that and it's like okay but we don't need you to do that we need you to do something else and he's just like you know he constantly like and even when he's like at Maria's, he's, like, standing off to the side or whatever with his hands in his pocket, you know, just being, like, quiet most of the time. You know, he's not really – sometimes he'll talk to uh, her mom, but usually he's just quiet, you know, and he's not – I don't know. There's just something where it's, like, 
he always seems just a little out of place mm-hmm. wherever he's at, at least in trust. I mean, um, yeah. and it, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Yeah. There's just something really interesting about the whole thing. Like there's just something like, it feels so like so much about it feels so deliberately strange mm-hmm. yeah. in a non David Lynch annoying kind of way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, it doesn't feel like it's trying to make you, trying to convince you that, that things are weird. It yeah. feels like it's just showing you, like, someone feeling out of place. Right. And what that looks like for two hours. <laughs> or an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's relatable in a sense. Like, yeah. you know. right. And I really like, there's, like, all these subtle things where... You know, Matthew, I feel like in a sense, Matthew recognizes himself a little bit in Maria. And that's why he's like, we got to get you away from your mom. Uh Because your mom is like, you know. Right. And, but like, he's seeing her do all of these things. You know, like, she gives him her bed. And he's like, where are you going to sleep? And she's like, I don't need a bed. Uh And he's just like, okay, well, sleep in, you know, he's like, you sleep in my room then you know he's just trying to do anything to get her to to not punish herself or sacrifice something for the Uh sake of everyone else you know and at the end she's like i'll tell like you know when he like you know takes a grenade into his old job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it doesn't go off right away but then when it does she's like i'll just tell them i did it Mm-hmm. And it's just like she's, you know, it's just that thing where she's constantly trying to to take responsibility for everyone else's mm. actions, you know? And, like, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a real, like, but it feels almost like he's the only person that sees that that's what she's doing. Or tries to interrupt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, cares that, you know, not necessarily he's the only person that knows, but he's the only person that thinks that that is not how it should be. All right. It's very gendered. Yeah. And and I think purposefully. Mm -hmm. Like, particularly the, like, Maria's mom versus Matthew's dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the, the language of... Abuse, mm-hmm. yeah. That they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's interesting because it's showing, yeah. it's showing like generational abuse essentially, yeah. and how it, it can, it, it can be from the same place and look different. Like you right. can be, yeah, just trying to control your kid or whatever, and it's it it will look different to different people mm-hmm. and it will be mm-hmm. different from different people. Yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. It, it, there's so much to it. There's so much to it for a, for a quickly thrown together shot in 11 days movie. There's a lot in, in it Yeah, but to, to dissect. And it, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot like what you were saying, like the, um, the kitchen scene with like the cigarette and the coffee mug and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Like, 
stuff like little shots like that that it's it's I love. Oh, other things I noticed love. this time that I don't know that I registered before. Almost every scene of extended dialogue, at uh-huh. least, there's very clearly uh, ambient noise. Yes, yes. Like I meant to make a note cars of that. Cars passing yeah, yeah, and yeah. dogs barking and yeah, it's always there. Which I love that shit. I love yes. when like noise is placed in like that, and you yeah. know it's being placed in. Yeah. And it's like you hear a TV in the background, or you hear like right. cars going by, and it's like. Yeah, I love that shit. Especially like in in um like 90s or like late 80s early 90s because it feels clunky. Mhm. It feels a lot clunkier and and you can tell it was done on purpose. Yeah, right. And and so that makes it more enjoyable for me. What was it? I thought I had another note about that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the ending. Yeah. I think in a sense, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but she does say, like, I'll, oh, say, it, I'll say it was me. And he, like, doesn't let her. And he takes responsibility for something yeah. that he did. And it feels like, I mean, he doesn't, like, say, like, it was me or whatever, but he doesn't let her try to, right. you know, he just, and he's. it feels like he's accepting I don't know. In a sense, it feels like he's accepting, because he he makes a lot of choices in it, and it seems like, in a sense, any consequence or anything that happens, he's frustrated by, mm. you know. But in but when <coughs> the cops are literally taking him away, he's just like sticking his head out of the window and he's fine. And it feels like he's taking responsibility or something, you know. He's He's owning his own actions. Well, because and he's a lot of himself, a lot you know. of the tension or what have you, and the psych- psychological tension of the characters is about like, and Matthew specifically, like mm-hmm. he can't keep a job. But yeah, and he goes back to the job because he wants to do the right thing and be res- right, right, respectable and uh, have benefits for a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot about taking on responsibility and what that mm-hmm. means. and Yeah, when you should or shouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. Like, responsi- taking responsibility doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the right thing if it's not yours to take responsibility of, uh-huh. you know. I don't know. There was just, like, yeah, there was a lot that was, like. I, the other note I had was about the, uh, I think there's a lot of. <coughs> What I wrote down, the language I wrote down was emotional traps. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, that's more loaded than what I mean. It's just like, there's a lot of dialogue, particularly from uh, the parent yeah. roles, uh-huh. but not only, of of leading whomever they're speaking to, usually Matthew or Maria, getting them to say a certain thing and then saying, and then denying it so yeah. it's like but they say so it's like they set the trap yeah. of like uh you know matthew and his dad and his dad's like i can't take care of you forever and he's like mm-hmm. i'll move out then yeah you know after that's at the end of a long train of like 
what would you do without me? You know, yeah. you're worthless. You can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he's like, what? But you can't live here. I can't take care of you all your whole life, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'll move out then. He was like, that's a joke. Yeah. You wouldn't last a second. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I And they're done comedically. Right. You know? Right, right. Because if they weren't, they would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, right. It's too real. Too re- yeah, too horrible, I uh, should say. But it's sort of the thing, and there's a, so much of the dialogue does that, where it leads you down one way, and then it's yeah, just completely yeah, yeah. contradicted. Yeah. <laughs> with one line. Right. And it reminded me of when you were talking about Matthew watching TV after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It just, it, it, yeah, it's, the contradictions are just always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like everybody is that way yeah it's yeah but it doesn't feel like you're being yeah it's not a gotcha yeah it's not, uh yeah it's comical yeah 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 sure because it seems like the characters aren't aware of their contradictions Correct. right right i guess not fully at least yeah i don't know yeah but i like yeah i liked it was, it was also really interesting I, I thought it was interesting how the the dad, like Matthew's dad, just wants him, wants everything clean all the time. Yeah. But he's he's like a grungy drunk, you know. But he's just like constantly like can't stand things out of out of order essentially. And it, I think that's I think that's a really interesting, you know. Right. Like that seems like a contradiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it would be. It, it isn't necessarily a contradiction, but it wouldn't exist. Like, you know, anytime you have, like, a slovenly, drunken, abusive parent, and it's like they're just, like, they're sitting in their own shit-stained shorts, you yeah. know, being like, I'm a, a shithead. And you're like, okay. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting to me that he was just like, the bathroom can't get clean enough, you know. Yeah. So good for whatever. Yeah. I know. It's just. Yeah. Because it's absurd. I yeah. guess. Like. Right. Yeah. But the absurdity. And like their, their house doesn't mundane. even look lived in, which is funny well, to me. Yeah. Like it right. doesn't even look remotely like. Yeah. It's just everything is white. Yeah. Which is Neither of the houses. Well, I think, I think Maria's looks a, li- a little bit more. Yeah. You know, there's more on the walls. Yeah, there's stuff. <laughs> they have like a TV on a stand, and I don't know. Something I didn't pay attention to, maybe because it felt so apparent, mm-hmm. but the very specific transformation that Maria goes through. Yeah. Like I forgot about. There's a scene where we see her tearing down posters. Yeah. In a room, and yeah. then throwing things in a. Yep. Box or away, I don't yeah. know, in the garbage or what. And that's right before she writes in her little yeah. notebook. And and moves the bed mm-hmm. over into the other room for Matthew yeah. to sleep on. Where she, and she says the thing about being, you know, like, I should be a nun. I don't want to feel anything. Yeah. But this is also, she's already visually transformed from wearing yeah. bright, right. flamboyant clothes Colors and big and makeup, hair yeah. and makeup. And, and now she's just wearing this very yeah. drab dress that was apparently Matthew's mother's yeah. and uh, work boots and a 
Letterman jacket and she starts wearing the glasses. Right. I also like when her boyfriend or whatever, her ex-boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, Anthony. He's like, what'd you do to your hair? And she says, nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that because that's what she's, she's didn't do anything. Like she's not doing <laughs> right. anything, you know, like, yeah. and that's why her hair looks like this. You know, I, yeah. I, I just like that because he doesn't, he's just like looking at her, like almost like he's expecting her to like expand on that. And she doesn't. Yeah. And it's just like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. But yeah, trust is, is good. It was a good watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I encourage you to yes. watch this. And it's it's any interesting, other and also movie. I think they're not like. I think they're very. Yeah, but also I think something that's this is a this is a like pro-choice movie too. Like it's very much. Yeah. Like. It feels so unstigmatized, mm-hmm. and and so normalized that it would just be her choice and whatever she wanted mm-hmm. and people are just like you can't make this choice for someone else you have to make it for yourself mm. and like i like what the nurse says she's like if you if you're not doing this for yourself you're just going to keep making the same choices over and over mm. and like you know, you have to be making these choices for yourself or else you're going to be trapped doing the same thing again mm. and again and Do yeah. not remember that yeah wow it was, it's when they're in the cafe and she gets a cup of oh, coffee okay. she never touches. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And and it's essentially when she decides she doesn't want to marry Matthew. Uh-huh. Because I think she sees that. She's not doing it for herself. Yeah. she Well, she's not doing anything. Like, right. Like, and like. But what I like about it is that at no point does she say she doesn't like him or she doesn't want to be with him or she's not. You know, she doesn't trust him or anything like that. She's just like, I don't want to get married. Yeah, I don't want to do that thing. Yeah, I don't want to. And like, and uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's so much. There's we didn't so even much. talk about the whole baby that gets stolen and her trying no, to. I no, I could. I'm like, what? Yeah, that whole thing. I, I couldn't tell if they were, if the implication was that the lady did take the baby and gave it back because the husband. Oh, yeah, that's how I read Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's so weird. That whole thing was so yeah. strange. But that's kind of her quest is trying to find. Yeah. Because when she first gets kicked out yeah. of her place for like the second time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she meets with, a, she like. She just sits down on a bench. She sits down on a down bench with a lady that like is nice to her. And so she demands $5 from the lady. So which I love. Um, and then someone comes up with a baby in a <laughs> stroller and just like sets the, like puts leaves the baby. Yeah. Leaves it outside by the bench when they go into the with liquor a toy store. Gun. And, and then goes into the liquor store and then Maria goes into the liquor store. And then when they both eventually come out, the baby's gone. And so is the lady that yeah. like gave her consolation. <laughs> and then Maria kind of obsesses with trying to find, cause like the lady describes yeah. her like loveless marriage essentially. Yeah. And and says like she had a, a kid that died, husband. yeah. And she ends up tracking down the husband b- from the wife's description, and when Pre-internet, he sees, mind you. yeah, and when he sees her, he passes Thanks. out, yeah. And and then 
she ends up following him home or something. She steals his address. Oh tag yeah, that's right. From yeah. His briefcase. And then she goes, she finds him, and then like he says, "Oh, they found the baby in a phone booth. It was perfectly safe." Yeah. It's so weird, and like the way it's so weird. Like the whole thing is so weird. But, yeah, I'm not sure. But I couldn't tell. I was like, I couldn't tell if the if they were implying that the lady was distraught because the the baby had been taken, and because ah. she wanted a kid. You know, yeah. so she was like invested in that, and the husband was, you know, updating them. You know, her well, that, or uh, if it see, was like here's, it's because when she does finally find him. Who are you? My name's Maria. What do you want? I think I know your wife. What do you intend to do? I was in trouble and she gave me some money. I just want to return it. What's her name? Who? Your wife's. Rachel. Will you tell her I say thank you? Yes. And he says, who are you? And she says, I know your wife. I think I know your wife. And he says, what do you plan on doing? Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. Okay. In the parking lot. So that's why I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I still don't know what to do with. Yeah. <laughs> Any of it. Very really. weird. Yeah. I did see, I've been trying to watch, I watched some interviews with Hal Hartley this morning before we recorded, and one thing I saw him, he said that he was like, yeah, I think watching people make decisions is yeah, a thing he likes to do. Yeah. Or likes to write. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I can see that. Yeah. And I think that that's is yeah, that's trust. <laughs> right. <laughs> All over the show. place. Yeah. Everyone's trying to figure something out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I like it. Now, if I could only get a hold of The Unbelievable Truth and Simple Men mm -hmm. and any other Hell Harley movies. <laughs> Listeners? Amateur is a fun one, too, but it, it it's the most different, I would say, of. Interesting. Those, his 90s films anyway. Mm, mm -hmm. I mean, it still very much feels like one of his movies, but it's just not. Yeah. It's almost more fantastical in a way because it's, I mean, I guess that's the way he goes with No Such Thing. And, yeah. Uh, Book of Days or whatever it's called. I don't think that's what it's called. Something. It's called something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Or something. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Trust. Watch it. It's good. Martin hot. <laughs> R.A.P. Adrian Shell. Ugh, truly.